Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I want to start the show not with football, which is where we normally begin the show, but with the Nats, and here's why. They are no longer for sale as they continue its spring training right now. Managing principal owner Mark Lerner spoke to the Washington Post over the weekend saying, quote, we have determined, our family has determined that we are not going to sell the team, Lerner said. Nothing has really changed. This was yesterday he was speaking. We've just decided that it's not the time or the place for it. We're very happy owning the team and bringing us back a ring one day, end quote. Danny, it was two years ago in April, Mm -hmm. April of 2022, that I think it was Barry's for Luga originally broke the story that the learners were considering a sale. At that time, remember, there was no timetable and there was no real definitive outcome. They didn't know what was going to happen. They were just looking into possibilities, maybe taking on someone to help them financially, possibly selling the team in its entirety. We have, at different varying points over the last couple of years, thought that movement was afoot. Uh, Ted Leonsis came forward as the leading, most likely p- prospective buyer with a, a group of folks at one point, almost bought the team. But the learners, reticent to get their number, this is how they do their business. You're not going to put Pepsi on their ballpark if you don't give them exactly what they think naming rights are worth. And so they'll just go years and years and years without naming rights at Nationals Park. They got no problem with it. They have not gotten the offer they wanted. And who would have had this in the office pool, bro? Two years ago, they come out and say they might sell. Since then, the commanders have started selling and sold. Josh Harris owns that From beginning to end, yeah. And the Baltimore Orioles, out of nowhere, off the top rope, were able to sell. Now, that's still in the works, but we know what's happening. And the Nationals now are effectively taking the team off the market. The learners are saying, actually, we'll keep the team. I don't know what to make of it. There, Barry Faluga wrote a column uh, about this. I think he just published it. To, to this effect, we just don't know. We don't know how the last couple of years have been governed. Did they not spend because they're never spending again? Did they not spend because there was a potential for a sale? You don't want to add too many albatross contracts and, and have the next group inherit it. Cost-cutting before a sale is a normal thing. You don't want long-term overlays. Is it because they're just looking at their watch, waiting for the Strasburg situation to somehow magically resolve itself? Last year of Corbin's deal, a huge $35-plus million cap it coming off the books that might you know kickstart some selling. Is it too soon to start adding pieces to a group? I would have argued no, but maybe they would argue yes. We don't know. The, this variable is fascinating, and Nats fans are kind of left in the lurch here. It's it, it's unfortunate the way the last few years have gone, not because they're rebuilding finally, but just 
there's there's this feeling of bare bones minimalism that fans don't deserve in the wake of a World Series that, that's really happened in earnest. It is complicated. I think that them keeping the team is better than the team being for sale and being unable to be sold. I think when you're yep. in flux for sale, that's the worst possible outcome. Agreed. Now, I also think it's worse than them selling to someone that was going to be aggressive and spend money. Steve Cohen was not walking through that door. For those of you that don't know, Cohen bought the New York Mets, has run them since as a guy desperate to win who's throwing all the money at his problems, and it hasn't gotten them anywhere necessarily on the field at this point, but it's been a hell of a lot of fun in the offseason as a fan of the ball club, and you know it's the opposite of kind of what the Nationals do. They spend a lot wherever uh, the organization seemingly asks him to, whereas the Nats have cut corners and just financially haven't spent a lot of money as they have been up for sale. And we've talked about this, Danny. It's no different than if you're selling your house and you're in the process of selling your house and things are kind of falling apart around the home, how much do you really want to dump into the house that you're not going to be living in? Do you want to get all new appliances if you don't have to to put it on the market? Do you want to you know, get new flooring and, and do things with your ceiling uh, that you're not going to benefit from or use in the future? So I think in, in a lot of ways, initially at least, they probably assumed they were going to sell. And that was part of why we got to where we did with this ownership group. But what I really want to know is when did they decide that they weren't selling? Because that would be pretty illuminating for me. If they figured this out a month ago, I would feel better than if they decided this a year ago. And for the last year, they've operated as they have. Do you get the difference there? Yes, totally. If they came to the conclusion like when the... Maybe it's as simple as the Angeloses are selling the Orioles... They think that the new owner of the Orioles will be a much better regional partner, will be a much better partner to, to deal with mass and wise and get out of that dispute. And so they go, our biggest issue was Peter Angelos, John Angelos, mm-hmm. the Masson deal. We don't need to sell anymore. If it was that recent, then I, I think there's a chance they get back to being good owners and spending some real money again. But if, if they decided this a year and a half ago and they're just telling people now, and this is their idea of ownership over the last year and a half, as quote-unquote like engaged owners, this is their big plan to get back to the ring, then that would be disheartening to me. And I would think we're in big trouble. I don't think that's the case. My guess is this is semi-recent. Now, Lerner was quoted as saying in this story in the Post uh, that they decided this a while ago. We just don't know what a while ago means. Days, weeks, months. Sort of, certainly after you didn't get the offer you wanted, you pulled it back in, in 2022. We have Again, we have no idea. I think the truth is probably somewhere in between. Because remember, uh, it's this is like one of those, um, I'm trying to think of the, the right analogy. You know those icebergs? where I'm sure you see them all the time in your daily life. But like the one that, that uh, took out the Titanic? Maybe. But like the iceberg up above the surface is like, oh, there's that. There's the iceberg. Well, down below, there's a whole bunch of mechanics and stuff going on. We see Mark Lerner. Talking to the media once once every however many months, right? You're giving, giving a statement, being, being out and about. There's a committee, basically, of the whole family that we don't see or hear from. It could be five of them said, we need to be out of this ASAP. I can't stand owning the team. I mean, I have no idea, but hypothetically. I want to be I want to be done with this. Let's just take the money. The value has gone up. This is too much of a headache. I'm tired of borrowing cash to make payroll and whatever else we have to do post-pandemic. This isn't right. This isn't fun. Half could be going, no, it's going to come back. It, the value's already gone up. We have short-term cash problems. It's going to be great. The, Angelos is gone. Whatever. Who knows? 
if it's unanimous. Who knows if there's been infighting? Who knows if, if one group has overruled the other in terms of spending on everything from uh, you know the, the best baseballs to, to, to players? I mean, I have, no one has any clue, ultimately. Maybe a handful do, but they're certainly not telling us. So I, I bet you the truth is somewhere in between, where the pulse was probably they weren't selling because, frankly, there's been no traction, no action on it for, what, a year? Yeah. There'd been no update. There's no, hey, we're closer. Hey, an offer was received. We countered. There's been no report. There's been no nothing, no movement at all. So maybe there was a pulse that they weren't going to sell. The final gavel hitting, though, that seems obviously more recent to me. If you're looking at team payrolls right now in Major League Baseball, the Nats' payroll is $90 million. It's 23rd of 30 teams. But that is pretty misleading because – well over 50% of their payroll, about 54% of their payroll, is Strasburg and Corbin. Now, Corbin you have to account for because he's still on the team and he's active. Yep. It's in the final year of his deal, and he's paid for services essentially already rendered. They just kind of keep him around. He's a 2019 World Series MVP. Uh, wasn't their MVP of the series. Strasburg was, but was one of the most valuable players. Huge piece. And then the actual MVP, Strauss, is no longer pitching, is never going to pitch again, but still accounts for... 30 plus million dollars in payroll. So if you take their part of it out of the equation, you're talking about their payroll being right there with like the A's and the Pirates. Lower, honestly. You know, well, yeah. Well, I just mean in the tier. Oh, that right, right, in. right. Yeah. But yeah, it'd, it'd be the lowest, the, the team that's actively spending the least. You saw the offseason. We all did. It was Joey Gallo, who is no longer an everyday player on a championship level team, and their hope is. He can get hot, hit some home runs, and they can flip him for a prospect at the deadline. And not much else. You know, they signed a bunch of guys to minor league deals. It seemed like last year Mike Rizzo had 10 or $15 million to spend in the offseason, and this year he got less. Now, what we don't know is, does Rizzo want to go out and spend more? Is the, is the baseball department coming to ownership and saying, hey, we really like this player, could we sign them? That's adorable you like him. Shh. And ownership's going <laughs> yeah. go away for another year? Or are they perfectly fine with not spending because they think it's the best way forward as well? I don't have nearly as big a problem as most people do with how they've done this rebuild. I was on board with the Soto trade. Mm -hmm. um, categorically thought it was the right thing to do before they did it. Thrilled that they did it. I think it, it saved them in a lot of ways and gives them a chance to be competitive again sooner. The Dylan Cruz pick where they got him at number two overall. Massive. They're going to have a chance to be competitive here in the next couple of years because of how they've rebuilt this system. And not spending will be unforgivable and problematic in the future. It has not been for me right now. Because even though the rules screw you up a little bit, they weren't able to draft higher than 10th this season, no matter how bad they were. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to pick as high as possible. And you want to be able to fully go all in on your prospects. So you don't want them blocked as it is right now. When James Wood and Dylan Cruz and Brady House and uh, you know Cade Cavalli and Jackson Rutledge and those guys are ready... You want them to be in the big leagues during this bad upcoming season, figure out who's good and who isn't, what adjustments they need to make, so that when you're ready to spend, you have more answers. And so I'm for, I'm for all of this. The whole question to me, though, is this is the last offseason like this, in my opinion, based on where the, the build is. Next year's time to actually add some reinforcements, some assets. You get Corbin off the books. Strasburg's going to be on the verge of being off the books one year further along, mm -hmm. depending on what they do to solve that dilemma. There will be no excuse not to start spending. And I guess the question is, how sure are we that they're going to do the right thing? I mean, as a business owner, you, you can get really content not spending any money. Like, oh, this is kind of fun. I don't have to do anything. 
and we'll just have people keep coming to the ballpark and people keep broadcasting our games? Like, will they hit the switch when it's time to? That's the big question. It's the essential question. I mean, just try to quantify this. You mentioned the, the the active current payroll is $90 million. These things are always kind of in flux, and there's a lot of complicated calculations that accountants do and Major League base, uh, Baseball's luxury tax rules and all sorts of stuff. But for the moment, they're at 90. If you take Strasburg's contract out of that because he's stuck on the 40-man roster because they couldn't figure out this solution and situation, but he is simply not going to play for them, their payroll is only above the Oakland Athletics for guys that will play baseball for them this year. It's about $55 million. That's less than the Pirates, and it's only more than Oakland who is moving. Is it is in limbo with zero cost, zero prospect, zero upside. Maybe they go to Sacramento for a year before they go to Vegas. I mean, no one knows what's, what's going to happen. They're a disaster, and it's a black eye for Major League Baseball. That's who the Nationals are in the club with right yeah. now, to, to try to, to quantify this for you. But by design to an extent. To a degree. The, the Astros did this before they went to the League Championship Series. Seven straight years. The Orioles did this before they became the juggernaut and the buzzsaw that they're about to be coming mm-hmm. off 101 wins. team, yeah. Uh, the favorites in the American League East, although dealing with some injuries right now. But we've seen the Cubs and so many other teams that have gone on to win titles build this way where you don't spend, you don't bring in big league talent. The sport is trying to do away with this, but it is a proven way if you develop well, if you draft well. Two things the Nationals have not done very well until – recently and we're hoping that it trends in the right direction this can be a productive way to try to go win something meaningful but the news was pretty big bombshell yesterday this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.